following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Oh, it's Friday, baby. It's Friday, and there's a whole lot of topics to get to right here on the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players who make up the Players Lounge, Danny McCray and Barry Church. Gentlemen, how are we doing on Friday? Doing great. Doing great, man. It's a little cloudy, a little rainy, but, you know, overall, like I said, we're on the Players Lounge, so it's a great day. Yeah, man, same here. I got, I got no complaints. Uh, it wasn't freezing. It was no snow, no ice, no none of that. So uh, I, I'm doing good, man. We got heat and water. Hey, I, I'm excited to get into these topics, man, because I know I'm about to have to go back and forth with Nui for a minute. That's right. That's right. We're going right. to jump off the top rope right now. You see the hat? <laughs> USC. <laughs> USC. Okay, fight on, baby. Fight on because Tyron Smith has come out and spoken. Let's hear from the Cowboys left tackle right now. Play it, Bean. Play it. Bean played for the Cowboys for 10 seasons. It goes by quick. Seems like just yesterday I just got drafted. Now I'm about to go into year 11. I want to prove to everyone and prove to myself that, you know, even after being a year out, that I'm coming back stronger than ever, that the neck's not going to be a problem, and the back's not going to be a problem. Just proving that everybody I can still play at the same level I've always been playing with. My name is Tyron Smith. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Yes, sir. You got it. You got what, it right there. Mean? Yes, sir. What, He's ready. What? That, that's what that means. He's ready. He's that's ready. What, I mean, right. Carson, Wentz, Carson Wentz said that after he came back from hey, the ACL. Ain't, ain't nobody talking about Carson Wentz right now. Exactly. We're talking about exactly. Tyron Smith. All right, he's back. He's ready to. He's ready to get that blind side handled. We don't need no offensive tackle in the first round. We don't need that. Fight on, the man tell said. Him. The neck and the hip are ready to roll. Tyron Smith is ready to go, baby. Let's go. Do y'all remember Peyton Manning says that his neck? Nah, is here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying, all these people can come back and say, I got something to prove. Uh, Clay Thompson said he had something to prove, came out there and got hurt again. That, just because you say it doesn't make it true. You better put some respect. You better put some respect on my boy Tyron's name out here, man. Like hey, man boy, he's, he's back. I, he's ready. Listen, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I know for what, like 100% fact that he believes everything he just said. But if you go back in history and look at it, we I have reason to believe different. And so do y'all, too. I hope that he's healthy, but I'm not hinging my playoffs and my Super Bowl run on the health of Tyron Smith. That's just not what I'm doing. Mm, mm, mm. I, 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 I can't just, believe it. Uh, well, I can still on this offensive tackle chain. Mm, I, I can believe mm, it from Danny. I can believe it from Dan. I can believe it from Danny. How much money? Okay, how much money are y'all betting on it? If, if y'all was making a bet right now, you putting your house on that? That Tyron Smith stays healthy the whole year? Who you talking we about? Never said, well, yeah, yeah, we I'm never said. We never said. We never <laughs> said he was staying healthy the whole. Year. So you twisted now. You twisted. See, you twisted. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what I'm nearly saying. You just twisted it because you said you said you'll stay healthy the whole year. We never we've never come on this you show. You played it. Bro, you, you said that. what I'm telling you. We never did say that. Be healthy. We, <laughs> all we said was we don't need an offensive tackle in the first round. Thank you. We said we'll get one later along. All we said we don't need a tackle in the first Absolutely round. That's all we said. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Barry. Knew it. Knew it. You asked. 
you specifically asked for that clip of him saying yes. that he's ready to come back and be healthy and prove that he is the same guy that he's always been. Well, previously before the last two or three years. So that was you insinuating that Tyron Smith said he's going to be healthy, so we don't need no tackle. Is, is, not, that, at is that not correct? Not in the first okay. round. Well, not in the first again, round. Not at 10. We are not. Church and I are together on this that we are telling you not taking a tackle at 10. Okay? That's it. That's it. Okay, stop listen, trying to twist listen, it in us saying he. We, we never said he was playing sixteen the, games. The, we never the said they didn't need a backup plan. We never said they is, can't use a draft pick later rounds on a tackle. We're the, saying no, at ten, you don't is, take an offensive tackle. The, no, the discussion is if Tyra Smith ain't gonna be healthy, then you shouldn't be paying this man all this money. You could move on, save some bread, and, and get an early draft pick in the first round on him. Instead, you that's your conversation. You no, listen. You want to pay him? However, well, how much is he getting paid? Oh, like t- what twenty? Uh, wh- what's the cap hit this year? New. I, I, I know you know it by heart. Whatever. I think it's like four, I think it's fourteen. <laughs> I think he's around fourteen, so, ain't he? So so you want so you want to you 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 want to pay this dude fifteen, and you already in your mind know that you need a true backup plan for him because that fifteen million dollars is not going to play sixteen games. You already know that, and you still want to move forward with it because you want to get an interior defensive lineman or a cornerback in the first round. That we can sense. we can get we can get that depth piece later on in the draft. We can get you him can in the try. third or That's in the fourth. Round. That's how you talk to him. Talk to him. Church, take it to church. Oh, Take we church, I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting there acting like if we get this tackle in the first round, he's going to be a bona fide, solidified we, Pro Bowl player. We've, we've no, proven listen. that we can find later later picks in the later rounds of the no. draft and still be successful. Church, church, let, let, let me come back at you, you know, on this one. All right, the offensive tackle that we need is probably not going to be there at ten because of you. And like we talked about, it, smashing the watermelons and winning, those, and winning those extra games, we are no longer in position to get the guy who's worth it to get taken in the first round. So, so maybe you guys are maybe right, but I still think they're going to go and pick somebody. Uh, but P- Panay Sue is the guy who I, who I say we should pick. But, you know, since you want to make your playoff running, Andy Dalton going to the Super Bowl, we're sitting here at number 10 with no chance of getting a guy that, 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 that's really worth it. But we got a chance at that corner. We got a chance at somebody that can really help this team. We, we have a need on the defensive side of the ball. I can see if we were a playoff team, if we were rolling and we were only a few pieces short, then we would have the luxury of picking, you know, who, who's the best available, who, who we can help add a strength to this team. But we need somebody on that defensive side of the ball. We were historically bad this past year, historically bad in the secondary and in the run game. So for me, we, we just got it. We got to get that you, guy at the corner five. You, you, do, do y'all want to win this year? You want to win this year? You want to get better on defense this year, Church? Yeah, or are you, I would are like you planning, to. Are you planning for the future? Because the last guy from Alabama who, who <laughs> he picked up at cornerback, his rookie, his rookie campaign was part of the reason why we had what? a historically bad uh, You didn't like what you saw? You ain't like what you saw from Diggs? He, he had his ups and downs. But did you see who he went against those first four weeks, first six weeks? Julio <laughs> Jones, Tyler Lockett, DK Mack. He went against Church. some dogs out there. Church, he's going to be going against the same guys this year. And so is the rookie because they're going to be your two starting guys. So it's not like it's going to get any easier for him. This is true. The this back doesn't work but without the front. Least, okay. The back does not work without the front. You know you this. that front his, was so bad. Newey with facts. Here comes Newey with facts. Okay. The back to work without the front is a quote from Warren Sapp, okay? It's a quote from Warren Sapp who kind of understands exactly how the front works. The linebackers look bad because you had dudes who were sitting up on the Cowboys um, offensively at the second level at the jump street. The Cowboys gave up. 
2,541 yards of rushing, the second most in franchise history. Okay, and when they weren't th running it down your throat, they were throwing it over you. Here's the thing about Diggs, and I don't think you can debate this at all. At the defensive backs they had, he was the best dude they had out there. There's the one spot where you say, hey, here could be, here's a guy who can improve. What are you saying? What you, we gave up the most. What am I saying? What I'm saying, what I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is this is how bad this thing is overall. They need to address this. You don't need to be taking a tackle at 10. You need to try and get some impact. Now, we had Nate Newton, three-time Pro uh, Super Bowl winner right here on our podcast network say this week. They need to go get somebody up front. They need to get somebody up front on the D-line who can create an identity, who can do something. So when we sit up Ooh. here to me, you pick it on digs. That's that's just a mistake. First of all, that no, is no, no, an absolute no, no. Listen, mistake. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> don't twist my words. Don't twist my words. I asked Church if he was ready to win next year. I, we we all said that Dig has the Diggs has the potential to be a good corner in the league. His rookie campaign was not so good, especially at the start. So I'm saying, if you want to win next year, you go put another rookie out there for the same spot, talking about comparing them to Diggs. If that's if that's the case, they go in that buddy all year, right? So. I don't think you should pick a cornerback at number 10. I'm still sitting on my offensive line because I don't know if Tyra Smith is going to be healthy. I'd rather hopefully sign Dak and, and, and make sure he's protected up front and then have Dan, Dan Quinn do, do what he does. And, and, let's, and, so, and, Nui, and Nui, let's not blame the D line, everything on the D-line because Church pointed out a play where Leighton Vanderish is running all the way to the right sideline while Lamar Jackson is running 80 yards up the middle. That didn't have nothing to do with the defensive line. Alright? So don't 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 try so to do that. that <laughs> yeah. So if you so so if you're if you're taking an offensive tackle, you're taking a lineman in the first round, are you saying that this is a rebuild? We're we're, we're entering into a rebuild phase with taking no, this I'm, offensive tackle? So how I said well I'm, I'm so how, we got we got we got Diggs in the second round. We got Diggs in the second round. Demarcus Lawrence is a second round pick. Sean Lee is a second round pick. Bruce Carter second. Like all we, you can find defensive players outside of the first round, right? When you looking for those top notch wow. offensive tackles, a lot of times. Go ahead and shut wow. up. And Nui, you still you still haven't named the defensive lineman who's going to be worth it at number ten. Na name the guy who you pick at number ten on the interior defensive lineman who's going to make that number one impact with Neville Gallimore playing next to him. Can, can I finish? Yeah. Can, can I can I start. talk? Can I talk without you? Can yes. I talk without you interrupting? Okay. Absolutely. As as of right now. There is not an interior defensive lineman at the 10th spot worthy of taking if you're the Cowboys. Okay, it's, it's just not. Right now, at 10, if you're talking about defense, you're looking right there at a corner. Okay? Yes. Now, I'm, gonna, now I'm also going to say this, which is going to be unpopular with a lot of people. But I've said it. I said it last month, and I'm going to say it again. What we have seen in this draft is that people will come up to 10 for a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs went up to 10 to get him. Josh Rosen, Arizona came up to get him at 10. With the way people are talking about these quarterbacks, if you're the Cowboys, you could potentially, let's just say you dropped five spots down with the Patriots. You could drop five spots down and possibly still get one of these three corners. You talk about Farley, you talk about Sertan, and you talk about uh, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. You could still drop that far and get him. Or you could even drop further and possibly talk about getting um, the Barmore kid, D-lineman, out of Alabama. 
But at 10, no, nah, there's not. There's no there's no Vita Vea. There is no Warren Sapp. There's nobody sitting here at the 10th spot right now. So if you're the Cowboys and you sign Dak Prescott to this contract that's going to cost you about $40 million, then trading down and possibly picking up a third-round pick to help your defense, and maybe you take that third-round pick and you draft a tackle or you draft a tackle the second round, but right now in the first round, you need to get yourself some serious help, and the best position if you stay at 10 is going to be corner. I'm done. If, yeah. if Panesu, I agree 100. If, if Panesu is sitting there at 10, you don't take him. The tackle? Yeah, the tackle. No, the off. Okay. No. No. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up, because I had a conversation with someone about that um, over there, and they said he is special. And I said, give me a comparison. Are we talking Jonathan Ogden like special, where Jonathan Ogden came out of UCLA, started at guard because they had Big Zeus in Baltimore, then eventually went out to left tackle and became a Hall of Famer. This person said, I believe he's that type of guy. And I said, if you're telling me this, and this is your business, and this is what you know, you know you're out here, there's no damn way Panay Sewell finds himself going to 10. That's not what <laughs> so, I asked so, you. Don't, don't have, That's and, not what I asked you. He said, if you, me, I'm saying let, no. And let me, let me finish. And this person said, if he did, you'd be a fool not to take him because he's that special. So, so you would still, take him if, I, if he was there. You, you, if, if he's at ten, you take him. But I'll say this: he ain't falling to ten. Then if again, we had, if we had, if we had an average, if we had an average defense, if we had just an average defense, maybe even tw- top twenty-ish defense, then I would say, yeah, okay. But our defense is historically bad. If we get that tackle, all we're gonna be saying is, okay, we got a chance to protect that Prescott a little bit, so he can inflate his numbers a little bit more. We're still gonna be giving up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and we're still gonna be in this keep up rate rabbit race chase with the rest of the league. I, to me. It's just wasting a spot. It's wasting a spot if you get that the tackle. De- the now, defensive coordinator is gone. He was the he was the cause you, of this. Dan Quinn was also a part of a lot of defensive meltdowns, and we're going to sit here and overlook oh, that. Not, and say he's oh, the oh, he's the oh, he's the he's like, the coming grace. He's going to get on, these so guys you, back to 2018 for no no. I, I don't know. Dan, Dan Quinn wasn't a part part of those meltdowns when he was focusing specifically on defense. When he was the head coach, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, he was. It was bad. It was bad. We all remember 28 to three. Remember almost every game of last season where they gave up the lead and they were up, right? We remember that. But when you go back to when he was with Seattle and his main job was focusing on defense, he was a stud. And that's what he's back Because of the players. Because he has But look at the players. Thank you. He had some dogs, man. He had some dogs. I don't think we had those pieces. He got some. He got some. He got some good players. When you talk, we listed these guys. Listen, your two linebackers ain't going nowhere. Your edge rushers aren't going anywhere. You have a cornerback with potential, a one safety with potential. You can plug in a, a veteran safety and free agency and get you another corner in the second or third round because Nui named three or four. Of them. One of those are going to be available in the third, in the uh, second round. One of them is going to be there, just like Diggs was there in the second round last year. One of them will be now, there. You will have a chance. Dan- if Panay Sewell is there, take him. Okay, we talking Danny. About he ain't going to be there, though. Danny, you have a Panay Sewell dream. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to let you have this dream. <laughs> I had okay. a CD last, last year. year. <laughs> okay, and, and, and so you, you're hoping this dream happens again. But I'm looking at a team who's got a quarterback that you absolutely love. Who got no, we're injured not sure about last that. year? We ain't what? sure about that. 
What, <laughs> about, you don't, about how much they you love, about how much they love Dak, and if he gonna get paid. No, no, that's, you, a, that's not. That's not. <laughs> can I finish? Can I finish before you jump in? Can I just finish? <laughs> I just said two words. We just not sure. I want to fact check you. We don't know how much you they love. Let that. me right, finish before let you say that. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we when go. I say they have a quarterback that you love, I'm speaking of Joe Burrow, your former an LSU guy who won your national championship. He was creamed last year. He was tore up and got injured. I don't see any way the Bengals do not take Panay Sewell, considering also their. Uh, history of having a fantastic left tackle, a Hall of Famer, Anthony Munoz. So for me, when you talk Panay Sewell, I don't see how he gets past the Bengals because to me, if you are the Cincinnati Bengals, what's the main thing you've got to do? You've got to get your team better for Joe Burrow and that's by taking care of the left tackle. And if Panay Sewell is what my contact said over there, is as good as he's telling me, you're Cincinnati, there's no way you pass on him. There's no way this kid gets 2-10. Philadelphia has also had offensive line issues. If Panay Sewell is there, I don't see how he gets to the Cowboys at 10. Now I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> no, listen, I, I, I'm good. I mean, we, we, we can do the mock draft all day. I was just doing, no matter what we say here, it's a lot of ifs and will they be there and will they won't. We have no idea. Just like last year, we had no idea that CeeDee Lamb was going to be there. This whole entire podcast, everybody was talking about Diggs is going to be a first-round guy. Somehow, he slipped into the second round. We picked up CeeDee Lamb in the first. All these things are possible. So I'm just throwing it out there hypothetically. If Panay Sewell is there, since you guys are so against taking a tackle, if he's there, do you take him? Because you guys are adamant about not taking this, taking a tackle at number 10. But if the perfect guy is at number 10, are you going to take him? Or are you going to stick with your, we need to stick up, uh, you know, get the defense ready? I'm so, still so about in, in your defense. opinion, we take, we, in your opinion, if we take this tackle, how are we going to help this defense out? We got six how are we going to get them over there? So we putting it all on the draft picks to get this defense ready. And Dan Quinn. No, no, you. We, we talked about last week about picking up one of these free agent safeties. Was it Ricardo Allen and and I forgot the other guy who's a free agent. We talked about picking up one of those yeah. guys and knew he just we got the money. Three, three, three potential first round cornerbacks yeah. who I'm sure one of them will slip into the second round. Who we can get now? You got mm. you got two rookie mm. cornerbacks mm. which Church wants a veteran safety and the rest of the stuff. You know we stuck with. We stuck, we, so, we, so, we, we, stuck with, we stuck with the edge rushers and we stuck with the linebackers. So y'all can dream all y'all want to about that. They ain't going nowhere. So to, to wrap up this segment, I put my USC hat on. Tyron's telling you that he believes that he's good. We've heard from Tyron. And immediately, um, as Church and I get excited, and, and you, Danny just has to poo-poo on it and wants to go for this dream that there's going to be nine NFL GMs who say Panay Sewell ain't worth a damn and somehow the Cowboys for a second year in a row end up getting a blue chip number one player at his position. Okay, great. Let's take a break. When we come back, can we get to... Let's. I got a whole list here, and Danny keeps killing me from getting to my list. Um, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, we've got to get into that. The Cowboys D-line, interior D-line, I want to dive into that as well. This is the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear, because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. 
Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands, and now they even have loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. Shop underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tight Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your exclusive fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Back here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. Longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. All right, uh, every morning I get up, and you know, I turn on the TV just to make sure, am I missing something that happened in the sports world? And this morning, I, I think I was watching the game last night, and somehow I, I end up seeing Get Up on my TV. And I see the sign where it says, is Dak Prescott worth $40 million? And there's Dan Orlovsky. And before I hit the sound, I'm just shaking my head. And... Um, I turned it on. Unfortunately, I turned it on for a little bit and couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then, you know, I turned over to um, another ESPN program saying, what am I missing? I see Russell Wilson. Then they want to throw out and play the whole, will you trade Russell Wilson for Dak Prescott? Because Russell Wilson's agent said, no, he hasn't requested a trade, but... He'd gladly go to Dallas. He'd gladly go to Chicago. He'd gladly go to the Raiders. He'd gladly go to the New Orleans Saints. So they're out here planting the seeds. So they want to talk about, would you trade Dak Prescott for Russell Wilson? And I don't know, man. I think ESPN has just just got it in for Cowboys uh, content to just throw out the craziest stuff. Um, it doesn't. Why are we still having a conversation about is Dak worth $40 million? He's going to get the $40 million. Now, you used to say, is he worth 30? So now you accept that he's worth 30. I mean, this is going to happen. It, it's going to happen. I mean, he's, he's definitely worth, uh, I, I would say, 40 million. That's just what the market says. I mean, people may say, oh, he's not a top five. He's not an elite quarterback. But look, that's just what the market dictates. And his time's up. And it's all about timing. It's not if you're the, the greatest at your position or if you're the you know, middle of the pack. 
But if you come up right on time and you have a need, people have a need for your services, you can put out what you want. And usually you're going to get it when it comes to that timing of free agency and all that stuff. But but at the end of the day, shout out to Jerry Jones and them boys who always keep the star relevant in ESPN. I mean, they, no matter what is going on, we could be four and 12 or we could be 13 and three. Don't matter what it is. You're going to have a Dallas Cowboys story on some type of ESPN or Fox Sports. You're going to have it. Jerry Jones is a genius. But back to the question, I don't think there's it, just no way in hell they should even think about trading Dak and, and Russell West or uh, Russell Wilson and all this stuff. I wouldn't do it at all. All right, we still got a defense to fix. At the end of the day, we, we don't need another <laughs> headache of coming in bringing this Russell Wilson in there. What is he going to do different that Dak hasn't done with this? That the defense that he has. I mean, he his defense in Seattle is better than ours, and they still haven't been out of the first round since. Since he was making Super Bowls back with the Legion of Boom. I mean, Russell Wilson, he is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's that much better, better than Dak Prescott to where he can come here and lead this team with the defense he has to the Super Bowl. I just don't believe it. <laughs> we, on, we on the defense again, man. Hey. Okay. Until All we right. fix it, okay. it's a problem. It's, it's fixed, man. My, man Dan, my man Dan Quinn is going to get it taken care of. I, y'all can guarantee. You can guarantee one thing. The defense will look totally different, even if you have the same players minus a cornerback. You, they will look totally better than they looked in the previous year, which was historically bad. When you're historically bad, there's only one way to go, and that's up. Dan Quinn is going to get them right. Now, on, on, to, on why these, these networks keep talking about Dak Prescott every day, well, duh, Church said it. It's Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones' fault. <laughs> if you would have paid the man two years ago, then this wouldn't even be a conversation. Now it's every day. It's every day you try to figure out what is going on with Dak Prescott. The man goes out there, break his ankle. And now it's franchise tag uh, time again. Like, it's it's not ESPN's fault. <laughs> it's the Cowboys' fault. You should take care of this and then and allow everybody to move on. But we going to talk about it as well because we still sitting here wondering, why won't you pay this dude? Like he he's he's done everything he can for you. you. Got him on a discount. Now it's time to pay him two years ago. You don't do it. Time to pay him last year. You don't do it. Go ahead and get a man a, a contract. Forget Russell Wilson. Let him go to Chicago. We don't need him. I believe in Dak here more than I believe in Russell Wilson here. I agree uh, the, with franchi- that the franchise tag deadline uh, for the Cowboys March nine. Uh, March nine at. Uh, 3 p.m. and if they do put the franchise tag on it'll be 37.7 million dollars one of the things that i kind of laugh at as i was watching this panel um say how much better they thought russell wilson was than dak prescott they did they forget the last time they played in the playoffs dak prescott's team beat russell wilson's team and church you kind of alluded to it since they got away from being a defensive team, since they basically had to get rid of the Legion of Boom through contracts and age, and it's been about Russell Wilson who got paid big money. Seattle hasn't done anything, really. I mean, they've made the playoffs. You know, They've been winning, but they have not gone deep. They have not been a Super Bowl caliber team. That, that, that just hasn't happened. And one of the things I read in an article in The Athletic is how Russ started off super hot. And obviously this year against the Cowboys, uh, he had a fantastic game. Pete Carroll said, man, we're throwing it way too much. This guy has too many turnovers. I don't want this to be about Russell Wilson. This is a part of the problem. The head coach doesn't believe this guy can go out on his arm alone and win. He wants to run the football. So when people talk about trading for Russell Wilson, giving up three number ones, ask yourself this. Why has a guy, Pete Carroll, who's done a lot of winning at the collegiate pro level said, I don't think this guy can sit up here and sling it a la Brady, a la Manning, I'm not doing that. 
That's something I just wonder about. How come people aren't talking, you know, more about here with Russell Wilson? That's you know that's true. And I also heard Russell Wilson went up in there and said he wanted some protection on the offensive line, and they they see it a different way. So he's asking to get up out of there with that no trade clause, which is he's using as leverage. So you know I'm not going to touch on my on my knee for the old line again with that one. But this is <laughs> this is a perfect example of the NFL finally turning into something similar to what the NBA does with these no trade clauses and giving the players a little bit more power to ask for trades and then demand where they get traded to and putting that putting that leverage up against uh, the organization. I like it. I, I, I like the players having more power. I don't like Russell Wilson coming here to Dallas, but you know. Uh, Jerry Jones just has everybody confused. This wouldn't even be a topic if we had already just went ahead and paid that Dak Prescott. And, and, and for you, Nui, if they franchise tag Dak from March 9th all the way up until the deadline for them to make a deal, they're going to be talking about Dak Prescott every day up until then. So we, we, I think we got a lot, a lot more time to talk about Dak Prescott. <laughs> You're correct. You're correct. Danny, you said something here, and, and, and I want to I wanna ask you this. Because you have this solid belief that, hey, Dan Quinn is going to be the elixir here. If I go back to the year after the Super Bowl for the Atlanta defense, and by the way, Dan was calling those plays in that Super Bowl game, which they blew the 25-point lead. Those Falcons defenses weren't good. So why are you of the belief that Dan Quinn is going to come to Dallas and just be the elixir and the fixer Mr. Fix-It for the Cowboys when he couldn't fix his own defense in Atlanta. Ended up firing well, himself two years ago as the coordinator and let Raheem Morris take over. Was, was Dan Quinn also the head coach in Atlanta when that happened? Yes. Yes, he was, he was, he was the head coach. I'm saying when, when you get a guy, sometimes like Rob Marinelli. Rob Marinelli is a great, to me, defensive coordinator. Head coach, mm. you know the the history, the history, the history of him, the history, the history of him being having to, to to focus on everything doesn't work. I think no. When I say great defensive coordinator, I mean his his best asset is is being a defensive coordinator, not a head coach. I believe the same thing is for Dan Quinn. His best asset is being specifically a defensive Deep. coordinator focusing on one aspect of a team, and I think it's going to show this year where he doesn't have the to have the, the owner of answering the owners and answering about all the mistakes they make on offense and special teams when he just has to focus on defense I think he's going to be great at doing it but D-Mac how can you believe in a man who, who who fired himself? He didn't even believe in himself at the defensive coordinator position. So he he fired himself from the position. And you think he's going to come here and be that elixir and get these guys back to that 2018 form? Too too much responsibility, man. He realized he said, "Man, I got too much on my plate. Uh, let let me back uh, off." I'm you sound like out, me man. and Big Mike, man. You sound like <laughs> me and Big Mike down here, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I feel like. Uh, listen, I feel like it, it's gonna. You're gonna see it. All right? You're gonna see it. Y'all had faith in some crazy stuff uh, last year, and I didn't, and I was right. I said Dan Quinn was coming to Dallas. Y'all said I was wrong. Now I'm saying he's gonna turn the defense around, and I'm right. And y'all just had to sit there and watch this. I just. I just want to know, how is he going to be able to do this? He just doesn't have wow. those pieces. He doesn't have no, the linebacker. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the interior. But, I, I, I just, I'm fascinated to see how you think he's so, going to do this. So, so listen, I, I think last year one of the biggest, the biggest uh, mistakes that was made on defense was trying to change this thing into a 3-4. 
I think that was the the the, the first huge setback trying to t- change a team and players that run a, a four three into a three four with not enough time to learn how to do it, learn those those gaps, learn those angles, learn how to do all that stuff. I don't think they had enough time to implement that defense. I think you have four three players, players that you pick specifically to play in a four three and had gotten used to playing in that defense. And then all of a sudden you say, hey, man, we got no offseason. We got a new coach. We're going to come out here and do something different. You got D-Law standing with his hands up. Uh, guys coming here saying they don't feel comfortable doing that. And you still try to run it anyways. I think that was the biggest issue that we had. And it started at the offset. And uh, the 4-3 four, the four is going to fix it. Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Yeah. Dad's going to come here with some magic beans, right? It's <laughs> just some magic beans. He's going to sprinkle some beans Listen, and come, make Tristan come, Hill a player. Sprinkle some beans and Nevin Gallimore is going to be Aaron Donald. And, okay. okay. No, this man no, needs no, players. No, no, listen. Coming, coming what, what? from y'all, the Mike, the Mike McCarthy, the Mike McCarthy guys. Y'all can laugh all y'all want to, but y'all are the same Kool Aid drinking dude all this season. We, so you I got off that narcotic. No, I got off that narcotic. No, you, well, you was on the narcotic. You got a pencil with you and McCarthy. Everything. Yeah, hey, this is true. This, this, this is true. it up. Tur- back and forth on the Kool Aid all season, and y'all was sitting here laughing about Dan Quinn. Y'all should be laughing about what y'all believe. This entire season that led us to the record that we got, and now we're picking. We couldn't even get losing games right to get us a top. You know, pick. we had to get picked I, number ten, and y'all was over here talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now, like, come on, like, <laughs> like Senator Ted Cruz. I've already been on my apology tour. Okay, all right. It was a mistake. I was wrong. Okay, I believed in Jerry and Stephen Jones about Mike McCarthy. I drank the Kool-Aid. I've already apologized, okay? Mm, okay? Mm, mm. I was wrong. How many times do I got to How many times do I have to die on this sword to make you feel good about this McCray? You got no credibility. But you I was wrong. The only thing we was wrong about was done. believing in the red pistol. That's the only thing we was wrong what, about. What what I done? Was, go, go ahead, do it. So you make a mistake, church, and here's what you do. You go back and you, you, you say this. You know what? I just believed in what I was being told, and I sat there and said, you know what? The guy's got a Super Bowl, and I'll admit, my my my, I was so tired of Jason Garrett. I was ready for any and everything. and was just ready. Just, just bring something else. Okay? I didn't dive deep enough into it. I made a mistake. You sound like a politician. A you sound like a true I sound, politician. As you bring I, I, I sound like Ted Cruz. I sound like Ted Cruz, don't I? I sound like Ted Cruz, don't I? Trust me. sound like like Ted Cruz. He didn't get that. But I, he didn't but get I'm, that Emmy for right nothing, now. man. But I'm right Church, now what, what, because what, what, I've, I've gone back Church. and corrected my mistakes. So I'm now asking the question: What are you bringing to help Dan Quinn? You want to tell me the carpenter's going to be good, but I need the carpenter to have tools, Danny McCray. That's what I need. I know, but you, y'all, church. First of all, church. What, what did you say you was wrong about? You said you was only wrong about two things this year. Yeah, no, I was only wrong thing about one. You know, one What's we that? didn't make the play. Oh, and we didn't make the playoffs, and then, and believing in the red pistol. That was that was it. You know, after week twelve, I thought for sure he was he was the, he was the answer. But I was wrong about that. I was dead wrong about that one. Pure on, pure on, man. He he let me down. But I, but but Dan Quinn, we. I, hmm. He needs his Church, tools. Like my, boy, like my boy knew he said. No, no. Like my boy knew he said. He needs his tools. We don't have a KJ Wright. 
We we might have something in the Cliff Averill like a like a D Law. We might have something in that, but we don't have a KJ right. We ain't got a Cam Chancellor right now. We don't got an Earl Thomas, and I mean Diggs. Diggs got a chance, but we need we need somebody else. We need somebody it, else on our side. It, it literally it literally sounds like you guys are saying if we don't pick defense in the first round, then you may as well scrap the whole season. You know, I ain't like, saying all that. You, you, I'm saying this is what it sounds like. If we if we pick oh, offense in the first oh, round, oh, we don't pick defense. Then you you saying that there's no way for the defense to be good. Like we don't have okay, two, see, three, four, five, and round seven to pick uh, six and seven to pick uh, defensive players. Our, our chances Church, will dwindle. Church, don't let <laughs> don't let Danny don't let Danny do this. This see this uh, this one in the Fox News tricks. You trying to get the what about is? Don't let Danny take you here to the water. Well, what about what you guys said about my McCarthy? What about that? No, no, we talking about Dan Quinn. Look, if you can take no, the tenth, if you can take the t- if you taking a tenth pick in the draft, all right, and that's supposed to be what you talk about the best, you know, best 100, 200 players in the league. You got an opportunity to take possibly the tenth best one, and maybe a, maybe the fourth or fifth. Uh, best defensive player because we expect quarterbacks to go up there. Why are you passing on that to say we're gonna wait till forty-four to try and address the address the position, a position of need? That's all we're saying, Church. Stop with the what about this. Maybe you're better than that. I to- you're better than that. First of all, I, t- I-, I told you why already, and we already uh, we already addressed the fact that you're not gonna answer the question anyway about if Panay Sewell was there, would you take him? So we we already addressed no. that. So that's fine. No, we're no, no, I'm not. You. I'm not. Okay. I'm going defense. I'm going defense. <laughs> Are you opposed? Are you opposed to the linebacker from Penn State? I I would prefer the I, I prefer oh. the corner. If if I'm sitting there, I prefer okay. the corner. And, and I'm telling you, oh, oh, to me, the old to me, what I and this is just me, okay? I'm not I'm not the Jones family. But if I'm sitting there at ten, and if these quarterbacks are as hot as people are making them out, and it's February, okay? We got a long time to go till April. But if we get to April and somebody's sitting up here thinking that Matt Jones or Justin Fields is a the guy they got to have at ten, and if I can move down five to seven spots and still get a corner and pick up a third or pick up a second, I'm gonna do it. Because I think this defense needs more pieces. And, and Danny, within that, and, they, and I, I'm telling you, I, I would not be opposed to the Cowboys using a second or a third round pick on a tackle. But at 10, I'm trying to find the best defensive player I can to plug in a defense that needs help. That's all I'm saying. I know what's wrong with you, Nui. I know what's wrong, man. I know what's wrong. And I, did, I didn't want to go here, all right? I didn't want to go here oh, on this boy. show. I didn't want to go here, all right? But I'm looking behind you. And you're missing something. And I think a little piece of you went with that uh, that fantasy football trophy. So now you feel a little salty. And that's why you oh, got he, all this energy today. He, you got this negative energy. <laughs> no, you gave up the trophy? <laughs> look at oh, him. man. Oh, man. Hey, look at Why do you still have that? <laughs> why do you still? Is that a replica? Y'all out of pocket for this, man. <laughs> oh man. Nah, man. Okay, D- defense of the first round. Whatever you guys want, man. I-, I just my whole thing is I don't I don't trust Tyron Smith's health. I trust I trust him as a player. I think he still has the talent. I still think he can do it. But sometimes your body just says no. And we've we've seen it. You know, every year with a lot of players, a lot of different positions, once you start having these issues, back and neck and missing games, this stuff only continues. You are, Danny, I'm not dismissing your point. Church and I are not saying what what you just said right there is wrong. 
All we're saying is we'll address it later in the draft, not at to, not in the first round, not in the first round, probably not in the That's second it. round. David Bakhtiari is a fourth-round draft pick. You took Eric Williams, who was a great tackle on Super Bowl teams here. He was a third-round pick. You can find offensive tackles outside of the first round. And if you're not getting the best one in Panay Sewell, I definitely would be doing it in the first round. That's all I'm saying. You, you can That's find cornerbacks. What, what, what round was Richard Sherman drafted in? I'm saying you act like you can't find any player in a later round. You can, you can do that with any player. You, you can find players in the later rounds at, at cornerback and at linebacker and at safety. You can do that. You don't need a first-round guy for you to have a, a top-notch defense. You don't need that. But, but the same thing with offensive tackle. My preference is sure up a guy who's over the last couple seasons really put us in a bind by missing games. Really, it's one of the most noticeable things that happens on offense is when Tyron Smith is out of the game. It is so obvious that we need some help back there. We all sit here and talk about, hey, man, you gotta. we need to find an offensive coordinator to figure out a way to bring a tight end over or put the back over there to chip. This is something we consistently have to, have to talk about for the last two years because of Tyron Smith. And this year, uh, LC too, but Tyron Smith has been two years in a row. We can get him in the fourth. I think we're sitting here. We have different ways to. You're, you're, you are about this offensive tackle. Church and I are looking at this defense and seeing there's holes all over. I mean, that we just have we have different philosophies on what the Cowboys need you to fix it. Now I'll say this: if you draft, let's just say, okay, you, your scenario comes true. That Panay Sewell is sitting there at ten, and you take Panay Sewell. If Tyron Smith is healthy, what are you doing with Panay Sewell? I told you what I was doing, Tyron Smith. Early, I'm not going. I don't want to reiterate. You're going. You just gonna say what you had to say. You going. You going to cut it. You going to cut it. You going to come back with him, huh? If I letting him go. If I got a way to save some bread, I'm I'm moving on. But you going to say I'm not. I'm not the GM, and I'm not attached to Tyron Smith like Jerry Jones and Steve and Stephen Jones are. That's not me. I'm I'm doing fantasy football and and all that type of substitute. So yeah. And and that's Danny. I'm getting rid of that. That's something that we we got to make sure we our, our players lounge podcast listeners understand. There's and maybe maybe that's my fault for not setting it setting it up more. There's things we would do, and then there's things the way the Jones family does them. The Jones family is they they keep a player a year too long. You know, Bill Belichick will get rid of him a year, even two years too early. The Jones family is going to keep a guy until they know that the gas is empty on the dude and the car won't run anymore. That, that's just how they do it. Okay? I go back and look at Flozell Adams. That was how they did it. It was at the end of the 90s when they had some guys who just couldn't go anywhere. That was how, that's how they are. They're loyal like that. And considering the fact they restructured Tyron Smith's contract, I don't see him going anywhere. Even if you get your Sewell dream, I don't see him going anywhere. So Panay Sewell will probably be sitting on the bench if Tyron is hurt. I mean, if Tyron is healthy, waiting on him to get hurt. And <laughs> in, in, under your scenario, so you gonna sit up That's here and watch this guy sit on? He gonna sit on the bench and wait until? I mean, just just considering what you're saying here. So okay. While this defense is getting cooked, while we giving up 35 a game, Dak <laughs> Prescott. You know, Throwing for five thousand, you know. That, that, that's the moves that the Cowboys made. I'm just saying, I would I would have went a different way with Tyron Smith, specifically because of his health, not because of him as a person, not because of him as a player and what he's able to do. Just the fact that he hasn't been available. And uh, when when you look at players, especially when you look at players and you pick them up in the draft, pick them up in free agency, the first thing you say is, is he available? Is he a guy that's able to stay on the field? And 
you know, if you were looking at Tyron Smith and you were going to pick him up as a free agent now, or if you was going to draft him, you'd be like, I don't know, this dude might slip into the third or fourth. Hey, man, you All right. what the man said. We, we, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. I want to dive into um, the question about the interior uh, defensive line. Had a couple Twitter interactions this week on that, and no combine this year. Um, who can benefit and who doesn't benefit from that? Got more of the Players' Lounge from our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Newey Scruggs along with Danny McCray and Barry Church. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, Book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands. And now they even have loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. Shop underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, Supercross experienced the most competitive and highest profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world. When Monster Energy AMA Supercross returns to AT&T Stadium March 13th, 16th, and 20th. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours today before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. You're checking out the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm New Scruggs, Songtime uh, reporter. And I've got two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. Um, by the way, just... To, to wrap this thing up on, on Tyron Smith, according to Spotrack here, um, Tyron for 2021 is going to be 31 years old. He's got a base salary of $10 million, had a restructure of $3.5 million, cap hit of $14 million, a dead cap hit of $8.8 million. So if you wanted to do a post-June cut, you do four. 4.4 this year and then 4.4 next year. So that's what you could do there. want to touch on uh, the defensive line. Rob Phillips of DallasCowboys.com with a uh, feature on that and looking at the Cowboys' interior defensive line. Right now, you've got three dudes. You've got Neville Gallimore, who they drafted last year. you got Tristan Hill, who was drafted two years ago, but Tristan Hill um, missed last season after he tore his ACL in October. Then he got a restricted uh, free agent in Antoine Woods. 
There's conversation about possibly bringing back Gerald McCoy, but he got hurt training camp and never did anything. And he's had quad injuries the past couple seasons. So, gentlemen, how do you fix that position? How do you help Dan Quinn, who is a defensive line coach at heart? That's how he started. How do you help him get what he needs to get this defense better so it's not 30, 31st against the run in the National Football League? I think I think what you got to do is you got to address it early, either be in a draft or in free agency. You got to do it because that is a position to me that needs to be along with along with the secondary, but needs to be upgraded uh, immensely. Because look, we're, we lost Tyron Crawford, but he you know he really wasn't doing that much during the regular season. We got like you said Neville Gallimore, who I think is a budding star. He can be one piece in there that can help this defensive line take it to the next level because he can get after the passer and he can hold up against the run. So I think that, that could be a solid piece right there. But you need another piece like you said Tristan Hill was there he started playing a little bit um, he started playing well towards the beginning of the season but he went down with that ACL and we just don't know we just don't know how he's going to come back from that ACL will he have that same trajectory or is he going to you know playing off or or even um, decline as a player so I think we got to address that whether it be in the draft the free agency we need a guy that can shore up against the run at the very least somebody that can go in there maybe a bigger body type guy that can keep these offensive linemen off of the linebackers getting to the second level because that was a big problem against our run game last year it wasn't only the defensive line getting pushed out the way but it was the fact that the guards the tackles they were able to get up to Jalen they were able to get up to LVE and pretty much wash them out the way to where the only people that are contacting the running back are guys from the secondary so for me you got to have a body in there that can take up that offensive line or at least penetrate and be able to affect the run game because we all know that was the worst part about our defense People were coming in here rushing for 300 yards a pop like it was nothing. If you can't stop the run, they can pick their poison against you, and you're going to be a terrible defense overall. So we got to get somebody in there that can stuff the run and at least keep these guys off of the linebackers. Yeah, I, uh, I, I believe that's true. I think Neville Gallimore has potential. I mean, I wouldn't bet my season on it, but I think you give him a bigger shot than you gave him last year. Uh, but the number one thing you can do for Dan Quinn to help him out on his defensive line is give him the opportunity to go out and get his free agent of choice. Let him let him go out there, figure out a guy who's played in his scheme, who he knows can hold point and, and play the position that he needs them to play, that he has trust and faith in, especially to lead that defensive line locker room. Give him give him that chance. Let him bring that guy in. And that's and I think that's the best way to start this thing off. You got your two outside guys already. We already spoke about Neville Gallimore having potential. So what you really need is that one leader who he's familiar with and can relay his message to the rest of the defensive linemen and be that leader in the locker room. You give him that, and I think that's the, that's the best way to start this thing out. I'm looking at the, the you know some Super Bowl teams here recently and just kind of looking at their interior defensive line. Obviously, you look over at Tampa Bay, who had Adamic and Sue in the middle along with Vita Vea. Vita Vea is a guy that uh, Tampa Bay ended up drafting in the first round, I believe around 12. And then obviously, we remember Sue a couple of years ago was the number two overall pick by Detroit. Then on the other side, Kansas City, I want to say they used a second round pick on, that, on, the, on the kid in the middle, Chris. I can't remember his name, but I mean, that guy was a dominator, had those long arms, and he ended up with a big contract last year. And then San Francisco was in the Super Bowl last year. They had guys littered all along that defensive line front as well. So, and then, of course, the, the premier defensive player in the game right now is Aaron Donald. And, you know, first, you're seeing guys being taken in the first round. Obviously, they're different people that fit different schemes. But the Cowboys have got to figure out how they address that middle and, and to put somebody in there who can stop it. So their top three options last year um, were all gone. 
uh, you think about it, you had Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, Tristan Hill. All three guys are, are you know, not available to you, be it through injury, you cut one guy. Um, and, and so that's where I think for Dan Quinn, if we're going to be fair, and Danny, as you talk about Dan Quinn's going to fix things, that's where I kind of come back to you got to give the guy some players he needs. And you talked about bringing in somebody he knows. I mean, who do you bring in off that Atlanta defense up front that, that can play in the middle? That's the thing. That's the thing. If, you, if you're going for guys that know the system, it's going to be hard, I think, to get a, get a defense alignment in here that, that can do a lot of damage. But if you're talking about going out and getting some free agent guys that, that could be top of the market, you got to look at like a guy like Ndamukong Sue. I mean, this is a guy, he's known for just switching up teams. And, hey, he might go here, he might go there, whoever thinks can give him the best shot. So he, we got a chance at him, but he, he might be, you know, a little bit out of our price range. So that that's, that's becomes the hard part. Who can this guy bring in free agent-wise that's not going to break the bank but kind of knows his system a little bit and can be, get the most product, productivity out of that defensive tackle position? Right, and I, I, and I think it's, he has more options than just in, in what's Atlanta. I mean, his, his coaching history and pedigree is, you know, extends a little further than that. He doesn't need a superstar guy. It's, it's a lot of defensive linemen who aren't superstars, who don't really get mentioned, but they do their job well enough to where th- their gap and, 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 you know, is held and they're keeping the uh, linebacker safe and uh, able to run free. So I don't, I don't think he necessarily needs one of those top-notch stars. Like I said, it's somebody that he's familiar with. He knows who's going to be in the right place and able to do their job. I hadn't done the research to know exactly who's still available and who's still playing from when he was in Seattle and what he has in Atlanta, but I'm sure he has his eyes on somebody, and, and they'll be making that move sometime soon. And, Danny, based on what you said in, in, in church, this comes real, you know, right back to here to Dak Prescott. One reason why you don't want to throw the franchise tag, I mean, you want to get a deal as quick as you can so you can spread this, have more money available to, to try and go and get yourself uh, some help in, in, in free agency and actually get a better player. Um, because right now, if, if they have to throw the tag on when free agency starts, it's going to be tough to try and land a, a premier a premier. Uh, player up front but to me I, I just think if you're Dan Quinn right now you need to get uh, interior defensive lineman and you've got to go get yourself a free safety um, who, that, to me those are the two biggest things that I believe will help him as he tries to implement and turn this defense around and I'm not sure exactly how and where you go get him right now well I mean, there's some out there. oh, go, go ahead D-Mac no, I was, no this is a question for you church I, I mean I was I was scrolling through Twitter and I seen somebody post a picture of the defense that you guys had, and they was like, you never would have thought that these guys would have been able to produce the defense that they put out there. Who was that defensive line? I know Mincy was one of them. And, and who, talking who about in, the uh, other guy? In, in Dallas? Yeah, in Dallas. Oh, it was Mincy, um, George Selvey. Um, who was the other cat? I was, oh, uh, the, what's his name? He, uh, white guy, man. His name was, uh, I know his nickname, but I can't say his nickname on online like that but uh i'll forget his name number 96 but they called him the golden something but you know he was in there oh yeah 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 so and i think maybe malik collins maybe yeah so like you know like when i'm saying dan quinn could find somebody that could fit that doesn't have to be a star and he could make this defense be be formidable that, that that's what i mean it, do, it doesn't have to be one of those top knocks guys where you go pay 15 16 million dollars you can find some guys to fit in and that fit your scheme that, that'll work for what you're doing and, and help you be a, a, a good defense, just like you guys were. Nick Hayden, that's his name. Nick Hayden, that was his name, yeah. So it, it, was no star, it was no stars on there, but you wasn't hearing people talk about they was coming here running 300 yards a game on y'all. 
This is true. This is true. We ain't have no stars on. I think the, the biggest star on that defense might have been uh, either Mo, Mo, or maybe uh, Rolando McClain. So we we yeah. had a, a mixed batch of people, a big time mixed batch of people. But it ended up working. It ended up. Y'all working. played together. Y'all played together, man. Y'all, the offense held the ball long enough. Y'all played from ahead. So, y'all stopped the run when y'all needed to, and y'all got turnovers uh, when y'all needed them. So one year of an outlier. Like, Jeff, that's, 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 that's what you're pointing to? That's the fix? Hey, remember that one time we had an outlier with a bunch of dudes? Okay, okay, okay. Did they, did they have a good – was the defense good or not? I thought we were good. We, took, we, had a, we, we were like a second or third in the league in taking I, the ball away. I think we had like 35 or 38 uh, takeaways that year. We were nice. I, I know. No, I'm saying it's on film and Louis talking about, oh, yeah, that one time. So it don't what, really matter. Yeah, what, 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 year was that? <laughs> what, what year was that? Who cares? It happened. Somebody, so somebody was the defensive coordinator and they called those plays and the, and the defensive players out there made the plays. You talk about oh, it don't count okay. because it was just that one time. What, they I, got lucky? I didn't, <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying. If, you know, if you don't do it again, okay, if you do it one time and you don't do it again and follow it up, what do we call that? One hit wonder? They broke, they broke, okay, just say just one that one up. time? I think Church, Church nah, was like Jacksonville. I think, okay. They Church broke it up in Jacksonville. 16. How was y'all defense in, uh, in 16? No, it was nice and, and, for 16 too. And, and, and who and who were the stars on that defense? <laughs> I was the star on that defense. <laughs> so, 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 so what are we talking about, Newey? <laughs> that sounds like the, you know you know what you sound like. That sounds like the people who talk about Carson Wentz. Well, you know he was all he was almost MVP oh, that one no. year. That was one year. Oh. Okay, for one time. So remember that one that time. I, I, okay. We just okay. named two. We just named two. Oh, we just man. named two okay. times, two playoff runs. We just named that, and the reason that and when that, was that? Church, like I said, when was that? To, I mean, the last time we went to the playoffs. The last time we went to the playoffs, Nui. I, I can't remember. It's been so long. What two? Some, two he just said it was twenty sixteen. The last time we were good. The last time we were good. That's that's when that you said was. The last time we were good. Exactly. When Obama, when Obama, when Obama was in office. Gotcha. Gotcha. When Obama was in office. Twenty sixteen. Gotcha. The last time we the last time we had some success on defense like that <laughs> was when Church was on the team and it was no stars and they had guys that fit the scheme. So I mean, I what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're trying to say, Louie. I have. Yes, we. Twenty sixteen. I'm just saying, twenty sixteen is a long Politician. time ago. What you pointed out? Politician. Politician over there. He remember all the presidential years, who the president and all that, but he can't seem to remember that the last time we was good on defense was, the, and those were the players that we had. Ain't that something? Play with your political hey, response, hey, Louis. Hey, <laughs> hey, yes, mm-hmm. yes, we can. Yes, we can. Hope and change. Danny McCray will bring us some hope we and change. We need to bring church play. back. We need church. We need church oh, no, to come no, back yeah. in there. Oh, play yeah, I want these old bones. Oh yeah. No, I'll no. Go, go out there, oh, play personnel, sure. and find some guys. Woo. Help. Oh, Ooh, we be right. We we'd be top ten. Mm. We'd be probably top five defensively um, without a shot. And, you know, and and you wouldn't even spend all the money on let's, the cap. Let, let, let's <laughs> let's wrap this up here because I I brought it up. So let's make sure we address it here for the for the players lounge uh, listeners here on the podcast. Uh, combine. How does it help some people? How does it affect some people in a negative way? No combine. Uh, I think. <laughs> I, 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 well, I think it's only two things, man. I think. It helps the people that were gamers in college, the people that, you know, put up a lot of stats and they, you know, all Americans, all this and that, but they weren't workout warriors. So they would go to the combine and run a slow time and that would affect their draft status. So I think it helps guys like that. 
but it hurts the guys like the Byron Jones of the world, the, the DK Metcalfs of the world, who were workout warriors, who would go to the combine and run ridiculous numbers, jump out the gym and post these ridiculous numbers, and then they would shoot up the boards. Like when, when Byron came out, I think he was maybe a mid-round pick, and then he had that unbelievable combine, and he shot up to the first round. I mean, it was pure off of pure athleticism. So I think it hurts guys like that, but the gamers of the world, the ones that put up stats, I think it helps them. Hey, so, so are are they just sending in video of the of, of their drills? Or are they doing it live? Just pro days. I think it's just pro days, right? Pro days. They're pro days. Oh yeah, well, I, I I think it definitely. You know, you know how you have those guys that go to the combine and don't run really well, don't really perform really well, but once they get back to their home stadium, their home indoor facility, all of a sudden they drop a few tenths of a second off the forty. They do the L drill a little faster. I think it's going to help. Those guys specifically, right? Because hey, they, they got that every, home cooking. Oh yeah, every every year is a guy that goes to the he goes to the combine. He runs a four six, and then he goes back at his pro day. He runs a four four. Now you take coaches, that off the board. Now you take it off the board. Thirty nine and a half, forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> they run at thirty eight. They run at thirty eight. They run at thirty eight. Out here cooking but the nah, books, I, man. I, yeah, I, I think it's going to take that off the table. And those guys that, that, that normally wouldn't perform well at the combine and, and, and depending on their pro day, now they only have that one thing out there. It's only the good time, not, not the bad. So I think it's going to help those guys out, whoever they are. We have no idea who they are, but it'll help them out. Well, I'll be very interested to see exactly from a scouting standpoint how many people are going to really just be able to rely on their tape of what they see of these guys and, and make decisions there without the combine just having to just look at the tape. Because for me, um, just being a, a media person following, I just think so many times people fall in love with the combine versus looking at years of tape that you see on guys. And poor Justin Fields. I mean, this guy's getting beat up right now, and, and, and people seem to forget <laughs> what he could do. I, you know, we watched it happen to Deshaun Watson, third quarterback overall, despite playing in two national championship games and winning a national championship. And he watches a dude, Mitchell Trubisky, with 13 starts um, go, go over him and, and watches with Patrick Mahomes, who played on, a, on some bad Texas Tech teams get taken over him so I just think for for the lack of a combine I think it can help some guys who were good football players and scouts have to rely on the tape so it's going to be it's going to be fun to see um all right that's our time guys it was fun uh, I miss these weekly uh weekly sessions where we get to sit around here chop it up here and um you know Danny I appreciate you as always coming up with these these theories it's uh it's entertaining you do this on purpose it's entertaining you try to get me. You try to get me amped up on purpose, so 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 I can just keep on talking. I know what you're doing, man. No, man. Real quick I want though, you enjoy your day. Man. Y'all need to. Y'all need. To, y'all need to watch that Wand Division, man. Y'all need to watch that Wand Division on uh, Disney Plus. It's fire. I'm telling you. What is it's it? Fire. What's it about? It's called it Wand Division. Wand Division. Y'all y'all be y'all y'all stick it's with a, the Marvel. It's Marvel. Yeah, I like Marvel, but Snowfall came back on this week, so I, I, Ooh, I, that, you, that took my you time. You right about that. You right about that. that <laughs> hey, that's Snowfall. The first two episodes was fire, man. But, yeah. you know, hey. Ooh, I'm going to check it out. I, I've been on, I'm going to check it out. I've been check on out, that bro. office. It out. Church, I still been watching. <laughs> <laughs> that diversity bro, day, is classic. That, that diversity yeah. day, man. I couldn't believe that one, man. Bro, they had the basketball yeah. game, so I've been watching The Office, so. I'm telling you, it, it has so much rewatchability. Like I could go right now, just turn turn it back on. Like The Office is, is a classic, man. It's a classic. So, so since you're on Disney Plus, hit up, if you haven't watched Hamilton, check it out. It is uh, it is that's phenomenal. The, that's the Broadway show, right? Yes, 
Yes, uh, yes, uh, it is, and I and I know you got a huge TV at your house, so it's basically gonna be Broadway <laughs> in your home. You know, so just turn the lights down. Here we go, that super man. sound Here system you have, baby. You go ahead, you do that. If I if I can watch it in my daughter's room and be entertained, I know at, at the Casa de Church, man, it's gonna be off the chain. It's gonna be just like Lin Manuel is right there singing my shot right all up in your face. So <laughs> it's, uh, time, it's time. We over time. We got to go, y'all. So, so you go ahead, check it out. Check it out, fellas. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. That's the players' lounge for this week. For Danny oh, McCray, Barry man. Church, producer Chris Beam. I'm Newey Scruggs. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?